right, good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always, with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. And I will say, last episode, I did not introduce you, so I apologize, Jake. I skipped over that part. I don't know how I, well, I honestly didn't even notice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, with me today is Mr. Jake Peters, and we are BS. This is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast. This is episode 198, and this is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash PS. This is awesome. Visit us over on Twitter at PS. This is awesome. If you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PlayStation Network, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw and as always, you can write the show, PS This Is Awesome, at gmail.com. And most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends. Be sure to leave comments and rate the podcast as you see fit. But as a reminder, this is a video podcast as well, so you can watch the show if you prefer over on our YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe to that we finally have, I think we broke 100 subscribers, which is hilarious because we've been a podcast for like 20 years and we've had 100 YouTube <laughs> subscribers. Anyways, uh, yeah. so That's cool, though. It is cool. So thank you. So for new and or longtime listeners, we now have a Patreon where you can support the show at a $1 level called the One and Only $1 Club. Head over to www.patreon.com slash PS. This is awesome. Become a $1 patron. Get a free die cut sticker and a shout out on our show. Show that out of the way, Jake. How are you doing today? Uh, I don't know. Like, I'm oddly invigorated, but at the same time, tired. It's weird because I I played hockey Thursday night mm. late, hockey Friday night late, played a show last night late, mm-hmm. and. This morning, uh, you know, I was kind of tired when I woke up, but like, I don't know. It's weird. Like, I feel, I think I just feel physically tired, but mentally I feel very kind of awake. You're jacked mentally. Yeah. So I I don't know what that's about. I mean, maybe it's just because my body's all fucked up from playing two hockey games and then standing for three hours to play a show. Yeah. Dude, I always... I'll be honest with you. We haven't played a show in what three months? It's been a while. So, so I, man, I was dragging hard that third set. That something about that place, though. There's something about that place that we play. That Nate was saying the same thing. It's just some venues you get up there and you play, and before you know, it's over, and you had a blast. Sometimes it's not even like I didn't have a good time, but there's just yeah. some rooms. Some rooms just feel like three hours feels like six. You know, Troy was saying that like the first time he had played there, he was like, man, for whatever reason, man, I could have swore we were going on hour five going into our second set. And I was like, yeah, there's just something about the room. I don't know if it's the lighting. I don't know if it's the way it's positioned. I don't know. It's weird. I feel like part of it is because that place, I like the place we played last night, to be honest with you. Yeah. But I think there is a period in the evening during like the second half of our time there, mm-hmm. like some somewhere around nine thirty, ten o'clock, yeah. where the crowd shifts, where it's no longer people paying attention to the music. It's like there's a lot of people there. Yeah. But it's like you're playing to everyone's back. Yeah. Like like it's like you're you're almost like a ghost in the room and nobody knows you're there. Which is even so though weird you're making all this so noise. It's really loud. it is it's really bizarre. Well yeah. it's a college town and those are the college kids and I was talking to Troy about that. 
And I was like, man, it's just so, I mean, granted, the first, I mean, we had a, quite a few people there actually to see our band. And then, like you said, that, that kind of crowd shift happens. And then what's so odd about it is I know when I was in college, if I walked into a bar or something and I saw a band, I would like at least look over my shoulder one time to see who was making the noise or what was going on behind me. These kids, they don't even turn. They don't even look. Like they're so one track mind, you know. They're trying to get it on that night, or they're trying to get their, you know, get their drinking game on, or whatever. Like it's just so strange. Like, and I was talking to Troy. I was like, the kids not even like appreciate good live music anymore, you know. And he was like, well, think about it, man. He's like, we were the kids in college that did, and how often were we at bars? That we really weren't. Like we were having like private parties and stuff. So. That's a valid point too. So maybe the- well, and also, if I bet if even half of our music that we played yeah. were like top forty songs, yeah, it would be like a completely different story. It's hard. It to doesn't say. like yeah, dude. I found it seems like I I've gone to places where there could just be like a guy in an acoustic, and he could be playing some fucking shite version of a top 40 song mm. and everyone is just going crazy because they're drunk or having a good time or whatever and they love it mm-hmm. but like dude i feel like to be honest with you even though we haven't pl- we we played all those songs one time in the last three months yeah and, uh, before the show because we had practiced twice and i i would say that like we were pretty locked in we sounded great and but it's like it, it kind of puts into perspective for you, you know, what you, you almost have to if we're if you're going to play bars like that, you almost have to. I don't want to be I don't want to be disrespectful or anything and say, like, play down to the audience, but like right. you almost have to. But you have to, like, play the room. Right. Those people like how many of them really give a shit about uh, an original sort of like alt folk country song you yeah. know what i mean Which like, like it, it, 99% of what we play right so and even the covers that we do are covers that we think are really good songs they're not so other songs. than like yeah other than like the tom petty shit that we play not a lot of it is what i would call approachable to yeah. the commoner yeah but it doesn't <laughs> but what's crazy about it though is is also it doesn't suck so people aren't like ah get out of here you guys suck because we're a good band so people are just like all right cool there's this band playing they're yeah. locked in. They're tight. They're playing shit I've never heard before. All right, this is great. This is this this uh, replaces the jukebox for the next you know hour and a half after we roll in. You know this is fine. But they, they they're impartial. It's just but it's just a weird vibe coming from punk rock. You know where everybody everybody you are the folk when you're a band and you're a punk rock band. You are the focus. Like everyone's facing you. Everybody's watching every every little thing you do. To being like a, a bar band that plays original songs where it's like the opposite like we're we become the wallflowers and we're just like not the band obviously but we watch we watch everybody in the bar bar flies or whatever it's so funny yeah so it's cool though i had a good time man i i slept like a rock it was weird i was exhausted after that show I just, all my gear is still in my in my vehicle so i haven't unloaded any of that stuff same um yeah just so exhausted i slept in i woke up at like nine o'clock and i was like what the hell like 
Usually in the middle of the night, like I wake up at some point and I just, I was out and then it was nine in the morning and I was like, all right, that, I guess I needed that. Yeah. Usually after we play a show like that, I'll come home and maybe like have a beer and wind down a little Mm. bit before bed or whatever. But like last night I got home, crawled right into bed and like you, I fucking woke up at nine, (laughs) nine 30 or something like that, which is unusual for me. Yeah. Well, before you know it, you know, I don't know. I don't know. But hey, let's talk about some video games, Jake. I was going to say something else, but it's it's not it's not uh, uh it's not here. It's not present in my brain. There was something I was going to add to the things that have been going on, but I Oh, what I wanted to say real quick before we get on with it. If you are watching the show on YouTube, we had somebody write us who writes this occasionally called The Thinker. Their name is just The Thinker on YouTube, which is hilarious. I love it. I love it. Always peppering in uh, ideas, uh, you know, counterpoints to some of the stuff we see in the show. Always appreciate that person. But they said, hey, you know, if we could get some time time stamps or something so that we can skip through the stuff that we don't want to listen to, my guess is is they don't they don't enjoy this intro talk right because i think that was this <laughs> be, been yeah. complaints from some people like, oh just get to the video games that's fine so i didn't even know that you could do this so then i had a quick google search so our videos moving forward are going to have timestamps. so if there are portions of our conversation that you would rather just skip to and watch it's easy to do that now on our youtube channel um as of last episode episode 197 um forward we're planning on doing that so that's kind of exciting that was something i wanted to bring up but let's talk about some games jake so i haven't really played many games so the problem is i hate it when i haven't played anything in a while because we are responsible for the playstation podcast that we host and uh but i've been working on a special music project which i can't really talk about at the moment i think you know what it is but I will when I can. Uh, so consuming a bit of my time, uh, the little time that I do have after work, and then sometime throughout the year, uh, things kind of take precedence over games, unfortunately. It's just kind of a reality. But I am excited uh, to hear what you've been playing, and I do want to set a start date for us, Jake, for Mass Effect 1. I need I need I need the time frames to hold myself accountable for playing some stuff that we can talk about in the show. But I also want to let people know I am still working through Darkest Dungeon and I'm just getting my clock clean. The harder bosses are just so difficult and it's still got my attention, but it's it's kind of disappointing when you lose characters you've built up, you know. You know you know the thing, but I guess it's a love hate mm-hmm. relationship. So are you playing any games first off? Are you playing anything different? Forces um, not really. I've just been kind of dinking around in the Skyrim anniversary edition Still, stuff. Yeah. Just kind of wait. I'm just waiting for Halo to come out on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to start anything uh, that I wasn't going to sort of continue. Um, and Skyrim is just one of those games you can just kind of bounce in, fuck around, like and then like, completely forget about it. Yeah. Um, so I, that's basically all I've been doing. I do have a plan for Mass Effect one. Mm. Uh, I, I think that it's likely going to be probably Christmas break is going to be when I'm going to start playing it. Okay. Uh, assuming that I'm done with Halo at the time, I don't know if there's any indication of how long the Halo campaign is yet. I know it's a little more open than the, uh, the old ones, yeah. but, uh, we'll see. Um, I, uh, 
Yeah, like I said, probably either because I don't know exactly how much of a vacation I'm going to have for Christmas break, but it could be as much as two weeks. And if that's the case, then I might have to like finish up Halo and then I'll start in on Mass Effect. But we'll shore up a date for sure once we get closer. But I would probably plan around Christmas the first of the year or something like that. To have it beaten or to buy start start it to start okay. Mass Effect right. one and make- I, I figured I figured it would almost be like a 2022 thing, okay. um, just because I just don't think that because uh, the they're like like I said you're probably going to spend twenty to thirty hours on each game so yeah. I didn't you know want to try that's and, good and we got uh, I wanted to be able to focus on it and we have a super super busy first first and second quarter of 2022 with new games that we're going to hopefully be diving into and talking about in the show. So, Yeah, I'm guessing it'll be something like we'll probably play the first game, then maybe take a break for Horizon, then maybe play the second game. You know, it, it might take six months for us to get through all three games and do all three episodes of mm. whatever we're going to call that segment. Yeah. Fair enough. No, but, that's good. That's good. I was just, I was just bringing that up. My, my Chris, we'll, we'll get to uh, Christmas break and stuff, but I'm going to be away for the holidays this year. So it's going to pose a little bit of a issue with us getting these podcasts recorded for throughout till the end of 2020, 2021. So we've got to figure a plan out. We'll talk about that at the end of the show real quick. All right. Well, let's move into the news. There's a lot of news points here this week. And I'm going to lead off with this, the the most uh, largest news item, I would say, considering PlayStation. This is actually kind of exciting. Um, so it's finally happening. According to an article at Bloomberg, Sony is planning on combining PS Plus with PS Now and rolling out um, rolling out sometime in the spring of 2022. And this, of course, will be a model feeling much like Xbox's Game Pass for those who partake in that. But here's the gist. Here's the rub. Here's the caveat. And this is what Sony does sometimes with things. We've seen this approach before, most notably with like the PS3 models, different skews of things. They can't just be like... And you either have it or you don't. They have to give you different levels and tiers and different things. Mm-hmm. That's what fucking Sony does. So the rumor is is that, and, and I don't think this tier thing's a bad thing. We can talk about it here in a minute. Um, the first level will be pretty much what we currently know PS Plus to be. Uh, that will include your cloud storage and then the monthly free games and then access to multiplayer and probably game discounts. That would be like the the level one, I'm guessing the cheapest version. Regular PS Plus. Essentially, like yeah, that's the way it reads. And then level two, PS Plus features, um, you'll get those in addition you will have access to a large selection of PS4 games and then PS5 games most likely when they start to age a little bit, they're going to start giving us PS5 games at that level too. So a Mm -hmm. ton of PS4 games on the house and then as PS5 becomes older and older, some games peppered in for PS5. That's level two. In addition to all the PS Plus regular benefits. Level three, which is like the Cadillac which is going to be all the features of the first two levels, plus the addition of game streaming and access to PS1, PS2, PS3, and PSP games. Note, there's no mention of PlayStation Vita games. So, what level 
first of all, forget about the levels. What do you think about this move on Sony's part? So I, I honestly believe that, one, that this is a good idea, but two, I think that it's really going to live or die based on the pricing model. Because if, if, liter- like, if it's literally just the same price as taking PS Plus and then adding the price of PS Now on top of it, it's like, what's the fucking point? Just have them be two separate services and pay for both. Right. Of them. There's got to be a discount. But, but if it's like, oh, you get, you know, $5 off a month or something like that, if you have them bundled together, then, then okay, it, it makes it like a sweet deal. Unless they don't give you an option anymore. It may be that like, hey, if you want PS Now, you got to have PS Plus, in which right. case then, you know, that's, that's a whole different ballgame. But uh, I think that the... The, the tier system makes sense, to be honest with you, yeah. because I'll be honest with you, for me, I'd be a level two guy. You know what I mean? I I don't give a shit about streaming the old games. Yeah. I could literally care less about that. Right. But the PS4 and PS5 games that I can download natively to my console and I don't have to stream, mm-hmm. I'm all about that. So For, uh, for a yearly know, fee or whatever. Right. So let's say, you know, I think, well, we, we, we pay what, like 60 bucks a year now yeah. for a PS plus something, something like that. If you don't get a discount, that's usually what it is. 60 or $70. What if it was like something is for like level two? What if it was like 80 bucks? If it was like 80 bucks for level two, I mean, that's a, a ye- fucking steal. And yeah, right. In my opinion, that's a steal. My guess is it probably 120. Maybe I would say maybe level three would be like 100, 120, something like that. And then maybe level two would be something closer to 100. Um, maybe it's a little less than that. But um, I could be completely wrong. Maybe maybe they're going to fucking inflate the shit out of it and it'll be $150 for level three and $100, $120 for level two. I, I don't know. It, it really depends on how much they value, um, how much they think they're going to gain by doing this. Like I said, they're not going to be able to sell it unless they give you a discount by bundling. So here's unless mm-hmm. they block it off. Here's a theory that I have, and this is a little outside the box thinking that I'm so good at doing and it's always something bogus that you shoot down right away like they'll never do that. <laughs> but like here here's my thought process. What if they reduce the cost of level 1 to what we're paying now for PS Plus? So it's 60, right? What if they say it's now 50 or maybe something as crazy as 39.99 as a gateway drug for the gamers and then they're like, "Oh, for an extra 40 bucks, you know, now that you're only paying 40, you can have level 2 and then you're going to get all of these existing PS Plus users just to bounce up to level 2 because it's not going to seem like as big of a you know, if they reduce the original, like the cost of the original, they're kind of like tricking you, right? They could trick us into going to level two by reducing the price of the entry fee. Do you think that's possible, or do you think they're not going to devalue um, it? I think that it's possible. However, my one sort of pushback would be that they've already got like a gazillion bajillion PS plus subscribers. Like it's something insane, like a hundred million yeah. PS plus subscribers or something. And they're losing money. So, so like why drop the price of it? <laughs> right. You know, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it like to me, it'd be a gamble. Because it, what's that? It'd be a gamble. Like if they drop the price with the anticipation that at least half of the current subscribers 
it would they'd be like, oh well, shit. Now you know I was already paying sixty, so now if you're only going to charge me forty, I might as well pay the extra, you know, thirty or something, you know, which is more than what they were originally spending, but they're getting something a little more, right? So they they could you can fuck with people's brain that way. I, I don't think it's smart. I th- I'm with you. I think that they wouldn't devalue because they'd be losing money. That would be a a model that they would lose money on. Um, yeah, it 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 seems. Like a strange play, but I don't think that it's necessarily um, necessarily out of the question. Mm. I I don't know. I, I think that it's probably going to be something more along the lines of they may they may come out and they may devalue standard PS Plus mm-hmm. a little bit. They may come out and say, oh, well, you know, as part of this new initiative, we're going to lower the pl- price of PlayStation Plus to like maybe 50 bucks a year. That's what it used to be. Right. It used to be 50. Now it's 60. Right. Maybe they'll say, okay, we're going to go back to 50 mm-hmm. or something or, or like maybe 55 or something like that and to make, you know, the, the people that have been maybe give a little bit of a bone to the people that have been subscribers forever. <laughs> right. But like, I don't know. I, I honestly think that it's going to, that is going to stay the same. And honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if it even went up. Mm. Like they might, add some little fucking stupid little extra into PS plus. Yeah. And then, so they could raise the price of it a little bit mm. as a part of this new, cause this, they're going to, they're going to push this as like the new PS plus, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, we've got all this extra shit, right? So when they do that, it'll be almost like whenever Jack Tratton came out on stage with the PS four and we're like, he basically like underhandedly was, was saying you got to pay for, PS plus now, if you want to play multiplayer games, Mm -hmm. he was just like, Oh, we kind of have to do this. And it's like, okay, well maybe they're going to do something similar with this where they're like, Oh, Hey, okay. Well, since we're adding all this functionality and all of this content, we have to raise the base price of PS now a little or PS plus a little bit. Um, But ultimately if I was a betting man, I'd say PS plus will stay within $5 of the same price, the level one, and then, you know, level two will probably be 50% more. So 80 or 90 bucks, 100 bucks maybe. Yeah. And then I, it wouldn't surprise me if level three was like... 120 or something. Yeah, something like that. Maybe almost, maybe like double the price of PS Plus. But, uh, in, you know, like you think of like Hulu, right? Hulu, mm-hmm. base Hulu is like $8 a month or whatever the fuck it is. But it's got ads and commercials and all this bullshit. Whereas if you pay for the ad-free version, it's like basically double or almost double what the ad version is. So I could see them kind of doing a similar kind of pricing tier system with this. Mm -hmm. I think the other thing that's going to be a problem for PlayStation if they want to charge a lot of money for this is that they got to have better games. The PS Now games are just not that good. Like, like they're, they're, I'm not, I'm not going to say they're bad. They do have some good games on there. And obviously Sony's going to be throwing in games like the collection type games that are like the, the last of us Mm -hmm. and uncharted's and the horizons and all that kind of shit. But there's no way in hell, like Sony has no, the reason why game pass is successful is not necessarily because it's, Oh, we get all these games for 10 or $15 a month. It's because Xbox has gambled and they're like, all of our first party games from day one are on Game Pass. 
So like brand new Halo Infinite, when it comes out on Wednesday, I can just play it on Game Pass. I don't have to fucking pay for it. Sony won't do that. They have no reason to. But that's part of what is driving the subscribers for Xbox is that all of their first party shit is just there. Yeah. All of the new, all the Bethesda stuff. Now that they bought Bethesda, the elder scrolls, the fallouts, you know, the doom, all that stuff. And so I think that Sony is going to have to, I'm not saying that they need to come out and drop like fucking horizon forbidden West day one on PS now, but they need to, they need to start, bringing some of their back catalog in and putting them on the service like ratchet taking right take like a little bit of a gamble like say ratchet 2016 uncharted mm. uh the drake the nathan drake collection um even uncharted four like all the Unch- fuck it all the uncharted games at this point yeah. it's been so long yeah. like the last of us part one uh you know and then obviously there can be some that they swap in and out here and there, and they're going to do that. But that's going to be mostly mm. like a third-party thing is just deals with third parties on what games are coming in, what are going out, kind of like Netflix. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm really curious, but I want to know what – I want to hear the official plan from Sony. And I, I don't know when they're planning on announcing this. Is is this – is this all speculation right now, or is it? Oh, well, this came from Bloomberg. Like pretty good. Of- this came from Bloomberg, and they they have some info on this. Um, they're saying I would imagine spring of twenty twenty two is when Sony's going to drop this. I I would believe that for an announcement like this, they're going to have to have some kind of a showcase. Of not player. like a not like a yeah maybe like a state of play or something. Not not like a fucking PSX or something, but like right. They're going to have to have a showcase of some kind, it's kind like of a big PS deal. Now or PS. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is a big deal because they could literally come. I mean, I don't think that they're literally going to come out and be like, hey, we're fucking competing with Xbox. But they're. Well, they, they are. They are competing. They're trying to compete with Xbox. Right? In some capacity. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that the one thing that Sony has going for them is that they have the player base to where they can afford to not take the risks that Microsoft is taking mm. with the, all their first party games being on. Cause now that Microsoft has set that precedent, you know, they always have to do this now There's no coming back unless they want to severely damage their goodwill. Right. And, and they, they could do something crazy. Like in the future, if you want all the first party stuff, maybe they got to increase the price of game pass or whatever. But like, I don't think that Sony Sony doesn't have the capital to be able to do that, and I don't think they have a reason to. Now, I did hear some interesting theory recently about how gamers have been migrate like gamers that would be PlayStation gamers mm-hmm. are migrating to platforms like PC, game Xbox, to a lesser extent Switch, because they can't get a PS5. So it wouldn't surprise me. Two, if you know some of these other platforms grow in player base because PlayStations aren't available, they're not. And it doesn't seem like they're gonna be a, be available for probably the next fucking year. Yeah. I'd be I'd be shocked if you would see when this first started. Everyone was like, "Oh, probably by the end of 2021, you'll be able to see a PS5 on, on the shelf, shelf right? Or, yeah, or whatever." You know, I would be shocked. If it was before 2023 that you saw a PS5 on the at shelf this point, in a store. Yeah, 100%. It's so bad. It's really and bad. 
like I maybe something will get sorted out. I was talking to somebody recently, one of the uh, one of our suppliers, our vendors for work, and uh, it's I guess Samsung, which is one of the microchip major microchip manufacturers. They're actually planning on building a facility in Texas. So there will be a microchip facility in North America. That'd be awesome. But but this the the word on the street is that 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 at least initially will be almost solely dedicated to serving the auto industry in the United mm. States. It's a big which problem. Which kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's a huge problem. It's a, I mean, you still can't get a fucking car anywhere. And so, like I was we have a a Toyota dealership here mm-hmm. in Meadville that you traditionally would have a couple hundred cars. Yeah. And I was talking to someone that works there at hockey the other day and he was saying that they have three vehicles and he said, they'll probably sell them tomorrow. And this was a few days ago. That's wild. And so, and it's the same thing everywhere. I mean, there are places that are able to have a little bit more, you know, capacity than others. But anyway, we don't have to talk about that. That, That's not a big deal, but I think that this is cool. I'm really excited that they're going to do this. This is something that everybody's been kind of hoping for, for a while. I just am really excited to see what, uh, what it means as far as the access and the library and all that, because like, just while we were talking, I got on PlayStation's website which I don't know if you know this is fucking terrible for finding anything. Mm. And yeah, it's really bad. all I wanted to do was go to the PS now website and sort games by PS4, PS5. Couldn't do it. And I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying it wasn't immediately apparent to me. And that is something that I feel like should be immediately apparent. Now, maybe if I go on my, <laughs> actually go on my PS5, there's some way that I could uh, do it easier in the store on there. But like, I don't know, man. I because I, I was just I was hoping I could you know provide some insight to the podcast and yeah. be like, oh, uh, you know, this is this is the kind of games you're going to be able to get, right? You know what I mean? Right. But oh, well. it wasn't easy for me yeah. to pull up. It is what it is. Let's move on to point uh, news point number two. So, in a strange flex move, game publisher Take Two filed a claim against Hazelight Studios, who are the developer behind A Way Out, Brothers of Tale of Two Sons, and It Takes Two. Over the title of their most recent effort, It Takes Two. Apparently, Hazelight Studio gave up ownership of their video game title, It Takes Two, shortly after the game had launched. This is a really strange maneuver. Um, They're completely different things. So, the game is called It Takes Two. The game publisher is called Take Two. And I always interpreted Take Two as like a second take. Or making a second attempt. Like, okay, take one sucked. How about take two? The video game title, It Takes Two, is referencing a relationship and the burdens and hurdles that one can encounter. So I'm all for holding your ground and protecting what's yours and your IP and all that shit. But when you start flexing simply because you can, it's really fucking nauseating. Um, and And it looks more like a lack of confidence in your own brand. Like... I, what's going to happen here? Like, Hazelight came out and they said that they hope that they can resolve the dispute. And per PushSquare.com, apparently, what this means is is that the game's name is now not protected by Hazelight. So, Hazelight 
they don't own the title it takes two the ti- the name of it so if you wanted to make a t-shirt that said it takes two you could do it and not they couldn't like take you over it or whatever such a fucking dumb move like what what's it matter this is this is just take two being a dick it's that's what i'm saying I mean, it's a flex move it's stupid i hate this it, shit it, so are they're they're basically implying that nobody because their publishing arm is labeled take two interactive they're essentially insinuating. Now, there, I haven't read anything about this, so there's probably legalese that makes it a little bit more sense. I don't know. But to me, it sounds like they're literally insinuating that no matter what, you cannot make a game with the word take and the word to Next beside to each other in any capacity. Whether it's pluralized, whether the definition is completely different, doesn't fucking matter. If you have take and two next to each other, we're going to go after you. And it's like, like it's bullying. It's stupid. It's corporate bullying. Nah, nah, nah. He's, he's like, especially, it's probably, it's probably because this game, this game is like a game of the year contender. Yeah, it is. It's, it it's really like well. people love this game. So probably take two is like, we need to get a piece of that action, even though you've got fucking Grand Theft Auto Online, which alone makes you billions of dollars a year. Well, so could, why yeah. are you fucking beating up on some indie developer yeah. because of the way that they named their game? I mean... Well, the thing that really bothers me about this is... Th- it, like I said, it's it, if you truly felt that your brand or your name was in threat of being damaged or being misused... By all means, take whatever legal approach you need to do to protect that. But when you're preying on other studios, clearly that's what you're doing here. They're not saying anything about Take-Two Interactive. The the title of, of the game is It Takes Two. Welcome to the PS This Is Awesome Patreon page. For those of you that don't know, my name is Fred Oakman. And I'm Jake Peters. And we're a PlayStation podcast currently in our 10th year. Our first episode aired in July of 2012, where we discussed and speculated on the arrival of the PS4. Over the years, we've used this podcast to take a break from adulting, share our love of video games, and in particular, PlayStation. The audio podcast is available on all major streaming services, and we have recently made the leap to uploading video content and video podcasting to our YouTube channel, as well as the very occasional Twitter post or live stream. Over the years, we have covered everything from PS3 to PS Vita through the launches of PS4, PSVR, and now PS5. As our audience has grown over the years, we have decided to start this Patreon with the hopes of creating a medium in which we can give you the opportunity to help support our show. And as a test bed, we're starting with a single tier. It's called the one and only $1 Club. So with your support at the $1 level, we're going to mail you a premium vinyl cut sticker and give you a shout out on the podcast. But at this time, unfortunately, we can only ship to the U.S. and Canada. But this is subject to change depending on your interest. So whether you're new to the show or you're a frequent flyer, we are forever thankful for your support and hope you can find it in your little gaming heart to join us in the one and only $1 Club. Until next time, like PlayStation, podcasting, and Patreon, P.S. This is awesome. Takes 
plural, not even take to. It's not it take to, it's it takes to. So it's being used in a completely different tense. So it's just so frustrating. Or I guess the plurality of it is different. So it's just so annoying. I just can't stand shit like this. It's like, it's like you know, they're like local bands. There was a band that called that was called Lexus Jumps or something. <laughs> yeah. And and I think that the car dealership found out about them on the internet and gave them a cease and desist for the name of their band because it says Lexus in there. But it was. But it's not even. It wasn't even spelled the exactly. same. Exactly. Which is it, fucking stupid. Phonetically, it sounded the same, and they were like, nope. And then the band just didn't want to like go through the trouble. So they're like, all right, fine, we'll fucking change your name. They might even broke up over it. I don't know. But just like these big corporations bully people around. And it's just annoying. It's like, oh, I didn't know that I no longer have creative freedom because you are using these words, right? It's just so stupid. If you could do that with everything, think of all the song lyrics, think of all the song titles, think of all everything that could be, you could. You could like uh, you know file suits against people over using and, and claim that it's yours, right? It's well, just, that's that's like. So do you remember? Do you remember? Uh, I don't even like the song, but there was a song like I was like five years ago where there was a dispute between uh, Tom Petty and mm. um, yeah, I know the song you're talking. Guy about. from England. It did sound just like the Tom Petty song, though. I um, thought it did. Yeah, I. I mean. But there, but there are so many instances like that yeah. where uh, people are like, "Oh, you know, well, this is a, you're stealing our shit." Where it's like, most of the time, I can't even tell, mm. and like, like I, like I would have never, like I've, I never one time thought about Take Two Interactive when I saw the name in the game. It takes no, two. me neither did I. Ne- <laughs> it never crossed my mind, and it's like, it's like, why are you pressing this? I don't know. Like to me, it sounds like. What they did was they waited until It Takes Two was successful. Mm-hmm. So they could literally be like, they're they're basically gambling a little bit where they're like, the game is too successful now for them to change the name. So we can get kickback from this by basically saying, okay, if you don't change your name, yeah. you have to give us a cut. So because the game is so successful now, they're probably like, oh, we can't afford to change the name of the game. And whereas, like, if they had done it before the game launched, it would have been a completely different story. Yeah. So it's probably what Take Two is doing. But if if I was if I was the the publisher or the the developer or the publisher of It Takes Two, Hazelight, yeah, and, and Hazelight, and and uh, and they were. You know, the court came back and said, "Oh yeah, well, you either got to change your name or you got to pay uh, take two a cut." I'd throw him a big fucking middle finger and I'd change the name of the game. I, I wouldn't give Take Two a goddamn dime. They don't deserve it. They don't need it. Fuck them. They're they're so rich. They're filthy rich. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> let's move. Let's move on a little bit here. And as we do the podcast, I'm trying to write down some of the time codes so I can do this easier when I upload the video. So sometimes the suggestions to the show are great. But it means like an extra 15, 20 minutes on the back end, which is difficult for me because I'm so busy. But So I'm trying to keep track of this. Um, so true to how I've noticed the PS Plus games usually work, there's some kind of promo going on when we get a free game shortly after. It's no different here. Kingdoms of Amular, Re-Reckoning, which we just got last month. 
on PS Plus is finally getting its long-promised DLC titled Fate Sworn. There was some rumors about this happening, and uh, no one knew if it was actually ever going to happen. There was, oh yeah, they're still working on it. Well, we just got Kingdoms of Amular as a PS Plus game, and now the DLC yeah. is available. Um, well, it's not available yet. It's dropping December 14th, um, but it's kind of weird because the the original game came out years ago. But needless to say, <laughs> it's coming out. So, uh, I think this is probably why we got Kingdoms of Amular Reckoning on PS Plus because they knew that this was going to be coming out soon and they're trying to drive interest in the game again. So just something to, to think about in the back of your mind when you get those PS Plus games, the free ones they announce, you know, what future implications could receiving this today mean? You know, you look at the games that you're getting, like, I wonder if they're going to throw something else at us this way about this I think title. it's cool. I'll be honest. I think it's fucking awesome that they've re-released this game yep. and then they're adding new content to it, it after cool. it was dead for so long. Um, I think that it's usually more of a problem whenever the reverse is true, where they they <coughs> do like a sale. Like if they were to do like a sale on Kingdoms of Amalur, so a bunch of people bought it for fucking $30 yeah. and then the next month it's all it's for free on PS Plus. Oh, that's the worst. Like, like that that is usually the worst. I don't think this is as big of a deal. I think it's actually no, pretty cool I think it because is cool. you get the game for free and then you can get content for it, extra content yeah. if you like it. Yeah. So and I think a lot of people do like this game. So I it's it's just interesting, you know. I, I guess what I was trying to drive home is just like when these games get announced, the PlayStation Plus games, you know, there might be little blues clues hidden in there. About, maybe a sequel or some DLC yeah, coming or coming something or like something. that. Yeah, yeah. May, maybe something. So December 9th has been announced as the Game Awards. And what the hell's today? We're recording this on Sunday the 5th. So it's this Thursday. Yeah, so it's coming up. And we'll be getting a taste of some new games being shown off, I would imagine, as well as additional gameplay from games we can't wait to see more of. But we've since learned that the Lord of the Rings... Uh, will be featured again with more gameplay from the game Gollum. And what other games do you think, Jake, perhaps we may get surprised with? Do you think it's possible we'll finally get a teaser for The Last of Us Factions? And most likely, my guess is, is we might see something about this newly uh, uh, carrot dangling on a stick um, that Bioshock 4 is. You might see something. If we do get... I think it would be cool... You have a point about Bioshock. I think that would be a really interesting thing to see. Mm -hmm. It's been long enough. I think that it wouldn't be out of the question. On the, it's not necessarily the flip side, but related to that would be whatever the game is that Ken Levine's been working on, who is the original creator of Bioshock, who is not tied to the new Bioshock, but started his own smaller studio. But they've been working on a game for years now, and I'm kind of curious. Uh, it seems like he's a big enough name that it wouldn't surprise me if he would announce his stuff at uh, an event like this. I think, but hold on, no, keep going. Sorry, I'm looking something up. Good, but I was going to say, I mean, factions totally, totally makes sense for this event uh, or or whatever the next thing is. Maybe that Naughty Dog is doing. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't surprise me if. There are some other announcements from some studios that we haven't seen in a while. I'm guessing it's probably going to end up 
from the Sony side of things, though, if it's not factions, it'll probably end up just being more about like God of War and uh, Horizon, maybe Horizon. We'll see something um, for Halo. I'm sure. You know, you know what would be cool as fuck, which it probably won't be. Uh, if maybe we saw something from like Astrobot, that'd be kind of cool, like a new platformer coming out or something. Yeah, cause, like maybe another. Because I think Astrobot is one of those games that Astrobot Rescue Mission that we got, or not? It was a rescue mission, Astro's Playroom that we got with the PS5. That's one of those things, one of those types of games where I'm like, you know what? This game took me like four hours, like literally four hours to platinum it, maybe five because of all the hints they gave you and all that. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, they could literally release one of these every year and I would play it. That'd be cool. Just a little like three, four hour platforming experience. It's just fun, you know, and it's really kind of, it's kind of a palate cleanser type game, you know? Mm. I would totally love something like that. I, I don't have all of the the PlayStation Studios up in my brain right now. You know what we could see? We could maybe see more of the new Spider Man game. Oh yeah. But I'm guessing I'm guessing probably not, because they're saying that game is twenty twenty three. I just I imagine they're probably unless they Factions makes the most sense because everybody knows about it. But they'll probably but save we a haven't state of play seen anything. That. What's that? They might save a state of play. We might get a teaser for factions and then a, a future state of play. Well, that's what I'm saying. They might officially announce mm-hmm. it, but maybe mm-hmm. they won't have a ton of information on it, and then they'll do a like a real legit like 20 minute state of play on it later. But I think that they're going to probably want to focus on Horizon and God of War because those are their two big tentpole games this coming year. Yeah. So. I don't know, but I, I would say that it's probably going to be more third-party stuff than anything. Oh, yeah, you're not going to see first-party Sony stuff there, So I don't, with with maybe the exception of the factions thing. But I I don't know. Yeah, it, it's an interesting thing. You brought up that Ken Levine game. So Push Square in the same article, we're going to talk about Bioshock next, but it does say in this Push Square article that uh, – you know, he's not, you know, we know that he's not going to be involved in the new Bioshock game. But according to, uh, this is in Push Square, Colin Moriarty, because he broke some news that we're going to talk about about Bioshock, um, but indicated that Take Two has, in parentheses, uh, snapped up his new studio, Ghost Story Games, inaugural project. And it was described as an immersive sim with RPG elements. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, so Ken Levine, the game he's working on, his, his studio is called Ghost Story Games, and we still don't have a title of that game. But I guess Colin, uh, you know, he's got deep ties to the video game world. Um, has quite a legacy. I, I yeah, I did hear that. I and I found it kind of interesting that Ken Levine would break from Take Two because he didn't want to work on Bioshock anymore or whatever the, the relationship was there. Start his own studio, start doing his own thing just to have take two, come back in and, and snap it up. So it's like, why it seemed like he didn't want to work with them. Maybe he left under some different reasons, but like, I just found it kind of weird that, uh, that was the case. Oh, you know what? Hmm. You know, what we could see information relating to that, uh, that teaser image from Housemark. 
Oh yeah, it Returnal DLC maybe. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good bet. Still first party, uh, but I, I could see it happening. Probably like Gran Turismo Seven, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm just looking at the list of first party studios now because I can never remember them. Gosh, and I think that that new studio they picked up in Liverpool, Fire Sprite. Mm-hmm. There's, they supposedly have like four or five games in development. So it's entirely possible maybe we see something from them. Although I think that we might not see anything from them until the official P- – oh, dude, PSVR 2. That's going to be a state of play thing. There's no way that's going to be Game Awards. I, I would say you're probably right. But it could be one of those things where they like unveil the headset or something. You know what I mean? Like it, it could be something really. Yeah. And what I love really about weird. you saying that is like you're still so on the fence about VR. But the thought, the thought crossed your mind of maybe seeing it's the VR too, and you're to excited. Me. Yeah, right. Because I'm excited it is about. I'm excited about PSVR too, even though I'm not like a big, <laughs> not a big VR fan. Just you know, I mean, we've talked about it a million times yeah. on the show. Yeah. It's just the whole spectacle, but like. You know, if they were to come out and they were to be like PSVR two, oh hey, we locked down fucking Half Life Alex yeah, and no, we locked down all. <laughs> then I'd be like, okay, well, I guess I gotta buy one now. So yeah, um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think they're gonna know. push the VR two until they can get PlayStation Five units on the shelves. It doesn't make sense. Um, anyways, uh, speaking of the new Bioshock game, like I uh, being developed by Cloud Chamber, by the way, is a studio developing it. Like I said, Colin dropped some uh, stuff about the new game. So apparently it's going to be set in a fictional Antarctic city set in the 60s, which would kind of maybe explain the isolation part. And of course, for those who don't know, uh, Colin already hosts another PlayStation podcast called Sacred Symbols and has built a legacy of covering PlayStation over his career. So this news break is most likely 100% factual. So that's an interesting setting for a, a game. I think it's cool. I, I know there was some, you know, people are kind of speculating on what the next setting could be because the mm-hmm. thing about the Bioshock games is that their settings are always so like the setting is a character. Yeah. Like there's like you, know, you talk about Columbia, the floating city in the sky or Rapture, the the city at the bottom of the ocean. You know, a lot of people are speculating about maybe like a Bioshock in space, which would be fucking awesome. Yeah. But maybe they were thinking, oh, well, pray might be a little bit too close to that. We we might not want it because, because prey, everyone was touting prey almost as like a Bioshock in space kind of experience. It really wasn't, but it, it had a feel, it has similar feel to it, Mm -hmm. but I think I never would have thought this, you know? So I think it's cool that it's what they're doing, you know, having like an Antarctic or like Siberian kind of, you know, like the thing, the movie, the thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're drawing inspiration from that, which would be fucking awesome because that movie is dope. It's scary, man. But, but, uh, yeah, I, I just hope that they can. I, I look forward to seeing how they're going to use that environment because one thing about making a studio or a, like a setting in Antarctica, it's like making a setting in the desert. Mm. It, it, it's so everything looks exactly the same. So how do you make it visually interesting? So like they never had a problem with that with rapture, because even though it was under the ocean, it was like the city itself was what was really enticing. And maybe they'll do something similar with this, but I'm a huge fan of all the, all three Bioshock games. So I am really looking forward to this. I don't know 
if it has we've we talked about this recently you know with regard to bioshock 2 and how it wasn't made by ken levine but i still thought it was really good yeah i i hope that something similar happens i do cloud imperium games right is uh, who's cloud, doing it? cloud chamber i thought cloud chamber okay um i might be mixing two studio names there That's but uh yeah i i i don't know if because uh, 2k marin is who did bioshock 2 and i don't know if 2k marin even exists anymore maybe there's some heritage there i don't know but yeah i, I think this is going to be this is going to be interesting and, and this setting is actually kind of really interesting to me mm-hmm. i would love for them to like have some freaking the thing Easter eggs and shit like that in this game. It would be so cool. Cause for those of you who don't know, it's a John Carpenter movie, the thing, or is it, uh, I actually don't did the- not to be confused with swamp thing, completely different movies. Just so you know. Yeah. Yeah. I- it, uh, the thing 1980. Yeah. Uh, yeah. John Carpenter. Yeah. So he did like the original Halloween. Um, it was Kurt Russell it took place on a research base in Antarctica where the, the like one of like I think it was like a Russian team or something like that down there dug up like an alien ship or something and this fucking extraterrestrial thing just started fucking everything up. Yeah. Basically it could infest people's bodies and take over them almost them like a way. zombie. Yeah. And like so it's an if you Listeners, if you haven't seen the thing, unless you like are severely anti scary movie, yeah, it's it's good. like it's critical, it's suspenseful. But it's and, I, and I don't even like movies. I don't even like movies. But I think the thing is fucking awesome. Yeah. So I think it would be cool for them to throw some shit like that in there. Yeah. So so Kelly Gilmore is the uh, head over at Cloud Chamber. It says Cloud Chamber is from the wiki page, I believe. American video game developer based in Novato, California, with a studio in Montreal, Quebec, founded by Kelly Gilmore on December 9, 2019, as a division of 2K. The company is developing the next entry in the Bioshock series. So, there you go. A little bit about Cloud Chamber Studios. But let's move on to the next news point, shall we? Um, in some blowback... Okay, okay, uh-oh. hold on, hold on just a second. Here is why, here is why I got confused. Mm-hmm. Cloud Imperium Games is a company. What are they They're do? the ones that are doing that Star Citizen game. Okay, fair enough. So, okay. Yeah, you go ahead. Pass. I've never even heard of it. All right, so in blowback related to the recent December PS Plus games, which were announced, it turns out that the free game Godfall, or the version that we get as PS Plus members, has absolutely zero story content like the normal game. We only get what? we only get access to Endgame game. It's a completely different version of Godfall and it's titled Godfall Challenger Edition. In the opposite twist, uh, when a game usually gets a rebrand or a title change, it is typically the original game and additional content attached. This was a title rebrand and they removed the single player game. So this is like the opposite almost. So it's kind of, so a lot of PS Plus users are feeling really ripped off here because you know, I don't have Godfall. I would only want to play Godfall if it had single player content, but it's the new version 
which is Godfall Challenger. This is like some Destiny shit that they, you know, this is, it's annoying. I already did not want to play this game, yeah. but now I definitely don't want to play this game. It's annoying, and it's annoying that Sony didn't say, wait, hold up, you know, what, you're not giving us the whole game to give to the PS Plus users? I'm sure it was some deal worked out between the two of them. Sony knew what they were getting. So it, to me, this seems like a waste of a fucking PS plus slot. Yeah. Cause they could have put something else on there that I don't even get. It could have been some fucking bullshit fishing game for all I care. I would have rather had that than this. Cause Godfall came out. It looked like a promising sort of triple a kind of, RPG third person sort of game. Okay. I mean, it wasn't, didn't look like it was going to be anything special, but it was something to play when you got your PS5. Mm. And Sony, I think, helped fund it or something. So they got exclusivity or something like that. But it came out, didn't score very well. People really didn't like it. Uh, I never really had an interest in playing it after everything I read about it and all of the content I saw about it. And so, this would have been literally a reason for somebody like me to be like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And then maybe I'll jump on some DLC or do whatever, blah, 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 blah. But now that they're like, oh, hey, by the way, we're not actually giving you the game. We're just going to basically let you walk around the world and not give you any of the missions or anything to do. Like, I'm just like, okay, I don't, now I, and I just, there's no point. Like, why, why would I bother playing this? And like you said, <sighs> Destiny, Destiny 2 has a real big problem right now where there's no point in starting, there's no point in the vanilla version of the game anymore because they completely eradicated the Red War stuff, which is the original Destiny 2 campaign. And thankfully, I played it before they got rid of it. So I have that context. But everybody who is like thinking about jumping into Destiny now, if they want to start with like the vanilla version, there's no story content. All the Red War stuff is gone. Yeah. If you want to actually play story content, you've got to buy into like the Forsaken mm-hmm. or Shadowkeep or whatever. And actually, Fred, you and I played some of this stuff recently. It was fun, yeah. I thought the Forsaken was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And that's like the the stuff about Cade 6 and everything. They they've there's rumors, it might not even be rumors anymore that they're getting rid of that. Oh, God. So you won't even be able to play that anymore. And it's like, uh, like and I get that they're, 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 they're positing, they're presenting it, this whole thing like, oh, well, we don't want to keep this stuff in here because we don't want your game download to be like Call of Duty fucking 250, 300 gig, gig download for Destiny 2 or whatever. And it's like... Make it all additional DLC the- then. Like, if you here, this stuff's still available. You can download the base game since it's it's all included anyways. Just check on the shit that you want in your game and you'll have to just download it. Yeah, I agree with you. The problem is, is that they need to figure out a way to do that because yeah. the only way that it's probably easy for them to have all this extra wide content and all this stuff is they make everybody download everything. And then if you get the license, it unlocks it in the game. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I, 
I don't know. It's just annoying. Like, but anyway, I don't know. Yeah. So apparently, this new to make a long story short, yeah, fuck Godfall. Yeah, the challenger don't download it. Challenger (laughs) edition actually asks the player to pay forty five dollars to upgrade to the other version. What? Why would anybody pay forty five dollars for Godfall? Yeah, in game, it's like forty five dollars to get the single player stuff. So okay, here's what I'm gonna say. Let's let's see right now. Hold on, right now I'm gonna I'm gonna go to eBay. And I'm gonna look up Godfall. Godfall PS5. Yeah, tell me. What- okay, so you can you can get a physical copy of Godfall for like twenty dollars on eBay. Yeah. So, oh look, here's here's one here's one for nine dollars now. There's nine dollars, but it's still got bits still not worth it. So like, fuck. You could go. Don't don't fucking download. This. Don't even play with. Don't, it. don't support them. It's if so you want to play Godfall, go on eBay and buy a physical version of it. If you have a disc version yeah, of PS Five, yeah. I was reading somewhere that it's on the Epic Game Store too. This version of Godfall, and it's like just free. So it's just like, okay, so it's not even like a bonus for PS Plus. Like it's just annoying. Anyways, I'm done talking about it. PS Five received a system update version twenty one dot oh two dash oh four dot five zero dot zero zero. Remember that. Uh, we know nothing, but it states it improves system performances. So we're, we're continuously getting these PS5 system updates. Moving forward, uh, they're actively patching that GTA trilogy, and despite it being such a shit show of a release, it seems the patches they're rolling out, very fast, I may add, are wild, wildly enhancing uh, user experiences. So that's good news. So I'm glad they're addressing it, but it should have never been released that way. Anyways. Yeah, I, it's, it's almost one of those things where, like... I don't even. I want to play these remasters, but I don't want to support them. Yeah, I because it. of the way that they launched it. Like, I don't want to mm. reinforce this fucking broken system. Culture yes, of just releasing shite games. No, sorry, take that back. Good Decent games, games yeah. that are released in a shite state, so that they can just fucking get all the pre-order numbers and all that crap, and then just apologize and patch it out later. Yeah, I agree. Like, I just I think that it's. Like, imagine if you bought a car just expecting that you were going to get a recall on it and have to take it in to have something fixed. Yeah. And you're like, like, this is just how they make them these days. Yeah. This is just what. No other industry is is okay with this. This is the new. But for whatever reason, the games industry, it's like, yeah, fuck it. Just like, oh, you know, I want Cyberpunk so bad. I'm just going to. Like, it's. To me, it should be borderline illegal. Like, I should be able to sue Rockstar. For selling me a game that they had to have known was fucked up. Yeah, yeah. And then it's so. Funny. They're like, "Oh, we're fixing it. We're fixing it." Well, the same you shit. Know, it's just, I don't know. The crazy thing is, yeah, you're right. It, it, it'd be like uh, buying a gallon of milk and then taking it home and having it be only like a quarter of the way full. Be like, oh, "Well, I paid full price for this." I'm like, all right, I guess I got to take it back. To- it happens once in a while, you know. This, this. We'll give you the rest of it later. Yeah, we'll give. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta wait and make sure it's. Pl- if you know, only if you notice that it's it's half full, though. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're you happy don't with how it's it half is, full, you we're just wanna, gonna let it. Yeah, if you don't want to <laughs> let us know that you got the bad jug of milk, or you know, it wasn't completely full, that's on you. But maybe we can slip a couple by some people, right? <laughs> yeah, the Pringles can. It's only half full. Or like, you know, I'm just thinking about stuff like food, you know, necessity stuff. But anyway, I don't know. <laughs> Shoes that come with, you know, missing soles. And, oh, yeah, we're, we, we're going to roll those out, you know, right now. It's just the sides, sidewalls. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. That's, whatever. that's funny. Um, all right. So CD Project Red, uh, another company. 
uh, announced that they're gearing up for a big update to Cyberpunk 2077 in quarter one, 2022. And the PS5 version is aiming at releasing in that window as well, per Push Square. Those who are unaware, uh, the company Cyberpunk, or uh, CD Projekt Red, sorry, has been expanded since the absolute train wreck release of Cyberpunk 2077 uh, had around this time last year. So they are saying that there's going to be a huge update to the existing games and the PS5 version will be coming out. So they've been quiet for a while now. Hopefully they've expanded their studio. Hopefully they're getting shit, getting their uh, stuff in order. So we'll see. The problem is, is that how many times before have they said, oh, we've got a big update it's just for like, Cyberpunk 2077. And it's like, oh, you added like some fucking jackets and shit to the game. Yeah. Like, how about you fix the fucking game? <laughs> New cosmetics. It's still broken. Yeah. Yeah. Like when they say huge patch or I think update. I think this I, one is though but yeah I, I until I see like verified sources saying oh the game's fixed now we don't have to worry about it anymore oh it's not buggy anymore oh and here's the PS5 version oh and it's not buggy either right. and then here's all the free DLC all in one that they yeah, promised. like then I'll be like, okay, now I'm willing to pull the trigger and buy the game. But until then, dude, it was on sale for like ten bucks recently somewhere, like for a PS the physical PS4 yeah. version. Yeah, I, I did see that, and I thought about pulling the trigger because you get the free like, PS5 you know upgrade. Yeah, I know, but I was just like, you know what? Fuck it, I'll, I'll just wait. I mean, because because for all I know, this game could never be fixed. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, you don't know. There's no promise, and then there's there's no promise of tomorrow either. Um, so yeah. Why pay for something if you can't enjoy it now? Uh, the PlayStation blog does it again and continues to impress me. I know some others may not have great things to say about the PlayStation blog, but the refreshingly interesting deep dives into some of the most beloved titles hasn't stopped. We get a new nice little write-up featuring studio leads and uh, how they reflect on their memories of the Jack and Daxter collection. Um, it just, or Jack and Daxter in general, it just hit 20th, they just hit their 20th anniversary. So that's, man, that title's been around for a while. I mean, could could, could we see some sort of resurgence? Because Naughty Dog posted on their YouTube channel something about Jack and Daxter. It's like an old trailer for the game, like really old or something. Or maybe it's for the collection or something. But, I mean, could they be teasing something? Because they had a new video up on their YouTube channel you know, it could just be the I, 20th anniversary shit, but I don't it know. could be. I, I'd be curious to see. Um, I don't know if that game is favorable enough to get like a full remake. Yeah, but it wasn't great. maybe them remastering it for PS5 mm-hmm. would be kind of cool. Uh, I I did see some. You know, there's they're like posting little little videos on Instagram and stuff of like somebody sticking a jack and daxer disc into their ps2 and booting it up on an old crt tv mm. like just this little like 30 second clip celebrating the you know the the anniversary or whatever sure. but i never actually played any of the jack and daxter games i'd be actually curious to play them if they were to come out with like a remaster trilogy mm. that runs on ps4 ps5 and maybe there's one that exists that i don't know about but um i think the remastered trilogy that they had was for ps3 so the only way that you could play it is yeah, if right. you were, you know, using PS Now or something like that. And, yes. and I'm not about to stream that game. Fair so. enough. So, well, happy anniversary, Jack and Dexter. That's exciting. But Jake, before we get on with the new games coming out, because it's a very short list right now, 
um, and whatever discussion that brings us. I, I want to go over plans with you real quick. And if you think this is going to involve too much thought, then we can just push past this. But I, I think we need to put it on record what the plan is for the rest of the year for the show as we move into 2022. And I'm going to be gone for a week. So maybe we should record our bucket list episode to air over Christmas holiday and just an- are you what week are you gone? So here's the thing. I am gone. I will be gone for a while. I will be gone the 17th through the 27th. I'm going to be gone like 10 days and that's a big chunk of the rest of the year. So we have between now and the 16th to figure it out. So this episode is covering the week of Monday the 6th through Friday the 10th, the work week. And then we need to record two more episodes. So the plan or what I was thinking was, do we make do we, we need make, to record three more episodes? Do we make the bucket list episode? Do we make that episode 200? Or should we do something special for 200? Do we air a bucket list episode? Uh, make it more special. Do we make it a pay- patron thing? Maybe we wait till 2022 to make patron exclusive shit like we discussed. I think the bucket list mm-hmm. thing, because we've already teased it on previous episodes, I think we need to just have that as a standalone episode. Maybe not talk about the news because we're not going to be recording it in real time, so to speak. But just have a mm-hmm. nice episode about games on our bucket list why we want to get to them and kind of compare and contrast our our 10 most want games we need to play that we just haven't gotten around to yet. I would say so you're if you're leaving the 17th, mm-hmm. we usually record on the weekend. Yep. So you'll be missing that weekend and the weekend of Christmas. So we'll have to do two evergreen episodes. Yeah. Um, cause next weekend we'll do a regular episode yeah. and then we'll need to record two more before you leave. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I would say if we do, we should do the week before Christmas, we could do our bucket list episode and the Christmas weekend, which is the 25th, 26th mm-hmm. will be, um, our game of the year episode. That's a good idea. Because nothing, nothing is gonna, nothing is gonna release between Christmas and New Year's. Well, that's the thing; it's going to be kind of so, dry. Like, so, yeah, our episodes we're going to pre-record the next couple, but don't you worry, we'll put them out. We just, you and I, need to come up with a plan. So, bucket, you said bucket list, Christmas weekend. Well, no, I was saying, I was saying because you leave on the sixteenth. I got to look at the calendar. These usually release on Monday or Tuesday. The show. I use yeah. I usually I just I just let them rip on Sunday Sunday night I put them out okay so 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 that would be so Sunday the nineteenth would be the bucket list episode and Sunday the twenty sixth would be the game of the year episode okay and then the following Sunday which would be January second we would be back to normal episode so this is episode one ninety eight now so this this covers this week one ninety nine is going to be the regular episode next week because I'll still be around. Mm-hmm. Episode 200 will be the bucket list then. Yeah. And that sounds good. And we can, I mean, if we want to, we can maybe throw in some, you know, some history about the show. Yeah. Maybe talk a little bit about some of the, like maybe, maybe, maybe what we can do would be a cool thing for us to do as a segment in that show because mm-hmm. we could probably blast through the bucket list stuff relatively quickly, but mm-hmm. we might be able to do a segment and be like, 
maybe we could look back through and see maybe some of our favorite episodes or something like that mm. and talk about like the things we talked about and maybe link them for the audience. If they have any interest in going back and listening to them, mm. which would be kind of cool. Cause like, you know, there's obviously episodes that I'd be interested in, in kind of revisiting like episode one and shit like that, where it's like, oh, man. where we just fucking rambled for three hours. And I advise the listeners to not go back that far. <laughs> Because talking about like the launch of the last of us and audio stuff like quality that, content we've gotten so much better with the podcast and we did to it be fair time. to be fair our audio quality has always been pretty good because we typically always yeah. use studio mics and recording the intro song stuff. is improved right yeah I don't know, man. That that original <laughs> intro song I wrote, I thought was pretty dope. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess with the, as far as I'm concerned, I guess it's just not as long, right? Because I think some people we we've gone through iterations now of our intro song, and and this is something we can bring up on on the final podcast, sure, the game of the year one of the sure. bucket list one. We'll talk more about it later, but stay tuned. We're not going anywhere. We're going to keep the episodes rolling for you all and uh it's going to be kind of interesting to time the releases on youtube as well and i think i can do that through Acast with the podcast so if i get all the shit lined up it's going to be a lot of work so we just need to make sure we get these things recorded i would like to record them sooner than later and just get them in the bag so if you want to maybe start notes on one i'll start notes on the other and then we can uh you know we'll, we'll status quo next next episode 199 all right so new games coming out December 7th, Heavenly Bodies on PS5 and PS4, and 12 Minutes, PS5 and PS4. Uh, 12 Minutes was that one, is like a recurring um, uh, situation, uh, all kinds of famous voice actors. That was originally released, I think, on Microsoft platforms. It is now out. People either love it or they hate it. That's very limited release that I could find right now. So that's all I got for <laughs> new games. Um, I'm not... I'm not going to buy any of those. I actually don't even know what Heavenly Bodies is. Have you ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. I've heard of it, but I don't remember what it is. I know that uh, it's a, a lot of people... It's about cosmonauts. So, um, yeah, so so I just looked it up. Um, Heavenly Bodies is a game about cosmonauts, the body, and the absence of gravity. Discover the ever-changing nuances of weightless motion in this challenging physics game. It's available on Steam. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, I'm looking at it a little bit on Steam. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, not. I mean, it is what it is. I don't know how good Heavenly... It doesn't even look like Heavenly Bodies is released on Steam yet even. So oh, I thought it was. All right, fair enough. comes out on Tuesday, so it must be releasing everywhere on Tuesday. All right. But uh, I've heard 12 Minutes is one of those, like you said, love it or hate it kind of games some people think it's really special some people think it's incredibly frustrating so if you're into those types of games like fred said it's like a it's an the adventure idea is you game have, you have like 12 minutes to beat the game and if you don't beat it in 12 minutes you start over and it's like you gotta like something happens between you and your wife or whatever and you gotta figure out what happened in that 12 minutes before before it's over otherwise you have to start over and you kind of keep building each playthrough and all that until you figure out the whole story and uh kind of like a groundhog day sort of thing but um it's not really a type of game for me i wish i could just play it straight through as opposed to having to fucking loop these 12 minutes i you know i've already mentioned on the show before i'm getting a little tired of these you know roguelike games that require you replay the same shit over and over again it just it doesn't appeal to me i want to have i have so limited time that i i want to like have some 
you know, constant progress. So, uh, but, but like I said, some people really do love it. It's got, I think Willem Dafoe in it. It's got, uh, Daisy Ridley in it. Um, uh, that McAvoy Roy guy, Roy. No, McElroy, no, no. Roy McElroy. You're, you're thinking about star. the golfer. Oh, no, right. The, Sorry. Yeah, the golfer. Sorry, I'm trying McAvoy, to look up the, um, the guy who played <laughs> young Professor X. Yeah. John McAvoy? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. John oh, McAvoy? Man. No, no, that's a... This podcast is going downhill fast. James McAvoy. Sorry, James McAvoy. John McAvoy is, a, is like a triathlete guy but uh anyway i don't know yeah well that's all we have play it if you want yeah that's all we have do you have anything you want to add to the show anything that you want to talk about anything bothering you anything uh you're really jazzed about in life jake what are things good Mm, i hope that over vacation i can spend i can convince myself to spend some time playing games and I really look forward to being able to play the first Mass Effect game. Um, I'm looking forward to, I know this is a play PlayStation podcast, but Halo is one of the few games that Microsoft has. That's like ubiquitous in terms of its popularity. Mm. So I feel compelled to play it just because I really like the Halo games and I have the ability. I, I am kind of curious. I'm, I'm sort of nervous that it's going to run like shit on the Xbox One, but um, we shall see. So I'm looking forward to just vacation in general, yeah. not having to go to work. But uh, yeah, we'll see. And I'm actually looking forward to our, our couple of little evergreen episodes that will require both of them are going to require a little bit of personal reflection as far as you know, what our games of the year are, what our bucket list games are, you know, what our favorite podcast episodes are. I mean, those are always fun kind of episodes to do. Cool conversations. Towards like the end of the year. We're going to have a, over 190 episodes to come through for some of our favorite episodes. That's going to be tough to do. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously. Go based on memory, right? Good luck well, finding the episodes. That's my thought process. That's going to be tough. Yeah, to it'll be one of those things you almost have to kind of scroll through the the episode list and just see if any of the any of the descriptions pop out at you. But yeah. uh, a lot of those it, older episodes you can pick up on our Tumblr site that we are no longer posting to. But what is it? PSISisawesome.tumblr.com. If you're interested in going back through the years of podcasts, you know. Oh, I do want to add. Um, uh, something I, I like when our listeners write in and they have something funny to say. And uh, our one uh, listener friend, LJ, wrote me and he said he had a really weird dream and we were both in it. And I thought it was hilarious. Um, and this tells you how weird he's how weird we talking here. Not 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 weird. Not weird enough. But no, it's, it's not weird enough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of weird, but. It's just funny that, you know, to think that we have permeated into the dreamscape of some of our listeners is exciting to me. Um, well, here's here's a tip. Don't fucking listen to our podcast when you're falling asleep. No, I think you should. I think you should. <laughs> and then report back to us with the, all the crazy shit we do. People's brains are fucking weird. I don't want to penetrate anyone's mind, to be honest penetrate with you. Penetrate somebody's mind. Permeate. Permeate. <laughs> Sorry. You're taking Sorry. it to a whole new level. Hey, no, so uh, so his, his and I'm going to share this with us because uh, 
with the listeners, even without his permission, because he told me about it. And I think it's hilarious. He said, uh, I had a dream with you guys in it. Um, Fred, you came over to my house with Jake and a few others. And for some sort of party, I think it was housewarming, uh, you got drunk. We drove somewhere. You got out of the van, puked, and then got right back in like nothing happened. You kept asking us to take you to Erie for your comics. Overall, a good time. It's <laughs> such a regular dream, but such a funny dream to have. Like, nothing spectacular happened. We just showed up for a housewarming party at LJ's place. And uh, hopefully we just showed up like two badasses and, uh, you know, we're talking about PlayStation all night and shit-faced. Why not? Yeah, that, that's what probably would have happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I'm just kidding. Anyways, hey, that's it for the show, guys. Thanks for tuning in to episode 198 of P.S. This is Awesome. We're a PlayStation podcast. My name's Fred Oakman, and that was Jake Peters over there on the other line. Make sure you tune in. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Subscribe to us on your favorite streaming platform. And uh, we'll be back next week. So, like... No, 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 no. As promised, between now and the New Year's, we are gracing you with a Christmas song that Jake and I wrote called Tis the Season in Northwestern Pennsylvania and performed by Fred Open in the Flood. You can stream the song on your favorite streaming platform, so be sure to share this track on your social media to help yours truly earn those royalty checks. So, like infamous, it takes two in inner city kids. P.S. Yes. This is awesome. This is awesome.